Welcome back to Pedagogy Non Grata, where we bridge the gap between learning in the classroom and the scientific literature. Today, I'm going to be talking about the topic of feedback, and I'm going to be doing a little bit of a research review on the topic. So before I, I go any further on this, I want to start off with um, talking about a review paper, sorry, a correction paper um, done by John Hattie, B. Wisniewski, and K. Zyer. I'm sure I mispronounced those names, to be honest. Um, previously, John Hattie had placed his effect size at 0.7 in his meta-analysis. However, in this 2020 paper that is a, essentially a correction paper, he and his co-authors uh, admit that they accidentally included some outlier data twice, which um, dramatically affects the, the outcomes. Um, so uh, if they remove the uh, outlier data altogether, they get an effect size of 0.48. And if they include the effects or the outlier data just once, they get an effect size of 0.55. Um, I will say that there does seem to be a large amount of outlier data in general on this topic. Um, while most studies appear to put feedback with an effect size of 0.4 to 0.6, making it a moderate um, effect size outcome or teaching strategy, uh, there are some um, studies that put uh, feedback at an effect size of negative or um, with an extreme value of higher than 0.2. Um, in general, I think we should probably ignore these ones on the far end of the spectrum um, because they seem so far from the, the norm. However, I do think it can be valuable to look at individual studies to see what makes those um, interventions in those specific studies so uh, poorly um, performing or having such high outcomes. Um, that being said, in the correction paper that Hattie did recently, they also looked at um, how effect size does for more specific outcomes. And I think it, it really is very telling. So I'm going to go over these in order. So corrective feedback has an effect size of 0.46 in general, which is moderate. Teaching uh, teacher to student feedback in general has an effect size of 0.47. So again, moderate. Feedback overall, this is excluding outliers, 0.48, moderate. Um, feedback on behavior has a moderate effect size of 0.48. Um, feedback on cognitive skills has an effect size of 0.51, again, moderate. Um, but a very interesting, we have two high-yield um, feedback strategies. The first one is student-to-student -student feedback. So um, essentially, peer assessment um, has a much higher... Um, effect size than teacher um, assessment, which is really, really interesting. Um, however, it matches previous research on the topic, such as showing that self-assessment is a high-yield um, strategy. And I, I believe, I've talked about this on previous episodes, I believe the reason why these types of strategies are um, better is because they um, put a really good focus on clarity of expectations and allowing the students to understand what they need to do to improve. And I must apologize if anyone hears any paw sounds in the background. My puppy is trying to get comfy. Um, the last one I'm going to look at in terms of this meta-analysis is highly detailed feedback has an effect size of 0.99. So that's a very large effect size, and that shows that highly detailed feedback is a high-yield strategy. I don't think it should be um, surprising to anyone that the more detail we give in our feedback, the more useful it is. Um, I do think it's a challenging trade-off because uh, giving really detailed feedback can be very, very t 
time consuming. Um, and I, I have to say then, uh, you have to ask yourself, is this the best use of your time? And I think it depends on the situation and how much time you have as a teacher. But I think it is always worth noting that the more time you spend on your feedback, the better your results are likely to be as a teacher. Um, now, I will say on that topic, uh, it, I think it's interesting on whether or not oral feedback or um, written feedback is superior um, because uh, I think oral feedback is much easier to give than written feedback. So there is some evidence specifically on this topic. Uh, the authors of this paper here that I'm discussing actually looked at this is does it matter if the feedback is given orally or written? And they said they found no statistical difference between the two, which I think suggests that it's perfectly acceptable for teachers to use oral feedback. And personally, I much preferred, as I think it's a more time efficient strategy than sitting there and writing out very long uh, detailed feedback. I'm personally a big fan of using case conferencing where you meet with one-on-one -on -one individually students to talk about um, any major assignments or tests they've done to go over um, where they went wrong and to help them. I think this can be especially useful in math. Um, I have to admit, the reason I, I really wanted to get into feedback research recently was I saw um, an influencer on Facebook recently stating that uh, teachers who are not using immediate feedback um, are providing a disservice to their students. Essentially, the second a student um, does work, that you should be um, immediately correcting it and giving um, help to that student to improve. I think in principle, this sounds like a good idea. Um, I think in practice, it's very hard to execute. Teachers are very busy. There's a lot of time demands on them. And I had to admit, I didn't like the way that the influencer essentially described this as a, a necessary thing of all teachers to do. Um, so I wanted to find out if there's any research confirming their, their belief or um, going against it. And I, I think what I found was there's really very little research on this topic, ultimately. Uh, there's no meta-analysis or research reviews on it that I could find. Um, the only quantitative study I could find on it was uh, a single study. Um, and I don't know that it's the, the best done study, admittedly. There, uh, it doesn't have a very large sample size. I think they could have designed the experiment a little better. But I think, nonetheless, it should give us some ideas. So this one it was done by Metcalf et al. And they had 27 grade 6 students. And they looked at um, having uh, delayed feedback or immediate feedback with vocabulary. So what they specifically did is they would give a vocabulary session. And then they would have a test. And um, for one group, if the student got a question wrong, the teacher would immediately tell them the right answer, correct them. And then they weren't allowed to move on until they had actually given inputted the correct answer down into their computer program. For the other group, um, they gave them the um, corrective uh, feedback before the start of their next session, which is the part of the study I didn't like. I think it would have been better if it wasn't in such close proximity to the test itself. Um, however, um, in the first group they did this with, with the grade sixes, um, we have actually a higher effect size of 0.29 um, for the uh, non-immediate feedback and an effect size of 0.17 for the immediate feedback, um, suggesting that the um, delayed feedback outperformed the immediate feedback group. 
Um, they repeated their, their study with the exact same format using 20 university students, and they found no statistical difference between the two groups. Well, I don't think this one study is enough to really say much. Um, it's very underpowered study. Like I said, I don't like the, the study design itself personally, um, and we have no meta-analysis on it. I think it is enough to suggest that the evidence in favor of immediate feedback is probably fairly weak. Now, but it's not to say that there's anything wrong with immediate feedback. I just don't think this is something that teachers need to um, super concern themselves with in the sense that I don't think teachers need to feel any level of guilt if this isn't something they're currently doing. Um, that being said, my biggest takeaway from this research was that the more detail we put into our feedback, the better, and that there's no benefit of having written feedback of over oral feedback. So whatever your, perform or your preference is, I think you should adhere to that. Well, that's it for now, folks. And until next time, if you like the podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, if you want to read my article on this, you can find it at pedagogynongrata.com. Um, if you'd like to follow everything you do, you, we do, you can check us out on Facebook. Um, and if uh, you would like to purchase any products from us, we sell uh, lesson plans at Smartboard Games on Teachers by Teachers under our brand name, Pedagogy Nongrata. Bye for now, folks.